Hello and welcome to Social Media Weekly, episode 15th May 2019. Social Media Weekly is brought to you by Virtual Peddlers Marketing, the digital marketing agency that helps small businesses go digital. My name is Sean. And I'm JK. This week in uh, SMW, Facebook co-founder called for Facebook to be broken up. Zuckerberg disagrees that it needs to be broken up. Of course. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Facebook unblocks some blockchain ads. LinkedIn transforming into recruitment powerhouse. Instagram separates new and old likes. Shows unfollow stats. Mm-hmm. Back to our stories. Facebook right. co-founder called for Facebook to be broken up. It wasn't only Elizabeth Warren who thinks Facebook needed to be broken up. Just last week, Chris Hughes, co-founder of Facebook, called for the company to be dismantled. He said that, quote, Mark may never have a boss, but he needs to have some check on his power. Mark is a good, kind person, but I'm angry that his focus on growth led him to sacrifice security and civility for clicks. Chris also went on to say that Mark has surrounded himself with a team that reinforces his beliefs instead of challenging them, possibly citing the departure of WhatsApp and Instagram CEOs that gave him autonomy of the company. Yeah, quite delusional. Yeah, <laughs> in in a way, right? Like, uh, it's like I'm the world now. Yeah. Kind so of thing. yeah. Um. So just to just to just to backtrack a little bit. Uh, who is this Chris Hughes? Chris Hughes was the guy who was in the was in the the college dorm room with Mark when they built Facebook together. Oh, the the Facebook. Yeah, right? the Facebook, the one in the movie. So uh, he was the guy who who left halfway and uh, Mark just uh, completely took over the company. Any uh, reason why? Chris, I, I think because uh, Chris just thought you know we had I've had enough of this and and. Um, like don't want to continue. I don't yeah, want to I don't, be publicized. I, I don't want to be con- I don't want to continue. It has grown quite big. I'm happy with with where we came and things like that. I, I guess some people are just not the type of people who who like to build something so intricate. There are there are people who are builders, there are people who are maintainers. Mm-hmm. So some people like to build small stuff. Once it gets big and stable, then they get bored and then they go enough. do something else. Yeah. Mm, okay. So okay. so the case now is that um <coughs> Facebook now owns uh, technically monopolizes the entire social media platform, yes. right? That's so you have Instagram, Facebook, um, WhatsApp. two of the biggest platforms, social media platforms in the world are owned by them. Uh, and two of the biggest chat platforms, which are Messenger and WhatsApp, are also owned by them. Um, and looking at this, I do agree that Facebook needs to be broken up um, because... But what's be- the benefit of breaking, breaking things up together? It creates competition. Ah, okay, okay, got it. That is, to me, to me, that's the only purpose, right? Um, later on, we will discuss uh, Mark Zuckerberg's uh, argument mm-hmm. that disagrees, which also makes sense. Mm-hmm. But despite it all, I think the fact that there is some form of competition, mm-hmm. it lets people think that not just it lets the the businesses not just think of their own pockets and their shareholders but also what benefits the consumers. And the world itself. Yeah, and the world as a whole. Because at the end of the day, the consumers need to be the ones winning, not the shareholders and not them. And right at this point, Facebook is operating in in such a way that they are only giving what the consumers are asking for because they they have reached a point where they are afraid that consumers might leave. 
But deep down inside, they know that consumers won't leave. Yeah, because, because they have nowhere else to go to. Yeah, I mean, do you go to Snapchat? I mean, the only time I go to Snapchat because of the, the girl and the guy killed. The girl and the guy killed, yeah. <laughs> the one I, I convert. But you, know, but you know how tragic is it? Which one? The guy, and, girl the guy and the girl filter? What? Like, Snapchat took so much effort to build it. Uh-huh. And they... These people created Snapchat, I'm uh, sorry, downloaded Snapchat, created uh, an account. Oh, and posted on Instagram. Story. <laughs> on Instagram. <laughs> I mean, sorry to say lah. <laughs> and then, they're quite sad. You know, because so tragic, my god. I feel so sad for Snapchat. The moment they save the file, right, the watermark is not even, it's even croppable. Yeah. So it's yes, to the yes. point where, I am sad for you. You can't even promote yourself on IG. Yeah, you can't even promote yourself. I, I think it's, it's very sad. Um, But... I am a person who has been using Snapchat all the while and mm-hmm. I, um, the good news is I find that there are some people who started using Snapchat because of this. Mm-hmm. Maybe they are in a point where they are exploring it. Whether they stay in Snapchat or not depends on how well Snapchat More can keep them there. Whether their community or their group of friends plays Snapchat. Are also in there, yeah. Because, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, you know. Like, like the millennials, the younger generation one, they are all on Snapchat. Yeah. But my one is Half Facebook, half Instagram. Yeah, yeah, mostly on Instagram. <laughs> right, so let's go up to Zuckerberg. This agrees that it needs to be broken up. In response to co-founder Chris Huge, Huge, Chris Huge call for the company to be broken up, Zuckerberg said that he completely disagrees. He further notes that there needs to be a company that can invest billions building advanced tools and security to protect democracy and ele- election. And if Facebook was broken up, so will the funds and the ability to fix the underlying problem. His argument essentially explains that breaking up Facebook will not unroot the problem, rather just address the symptoms. The best way to fix it is <laughs> to allow Facebook with all its resources come up with a solution. So, I, in a way, I do agree with his argument because um, the problem with the whole democracy and voting and elections issue is is now it has never happened before mm. because we have never reached a point of this before, right? Correct. Uh, and in, in order to, to create a, a solid protection plan, in order to come up with a security system that is strong enough to mm-hmm. go against it, you need funds, yeah, you need a correct. lot of money. But I also believe that Facebook has never succeeded in doing this. In the funds? I, in, in, the, in the security part, in beefing up the security and protecting oh. the consumers. Okay. Part. I don't think it's because they don't have enough money. I think it's because they are clearly not that interested in it. Yeah, they're just like, oh, by the way, this is supposed to please the people with your project. Yeah. Let's just put 50% effort. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I think they're just doing it just to remain, just so that they can keep us happy, but they're not really doing it because they want to, uh, they want to the actually help the, the, um, the community. Yeah. And I also believe that with the right people and the right minds, right, you don't need a lot of money to make things work. It has been proven before that smaller groups with smaller funding mm-hmm. can do things, can move faster, can be a lit, can be more agile, mm-hmm. and can actually create more amazing things than bigger companies. Mm. True in a way, it's like like surprises like Snapchat itself. Like it's small enough to sort of like create their own things because the management is small. Yeah. So decision making is fast also. Whereas Facebook, I guess it's like corporate and small company. Yeah, the difference that, that, of it. That whole, like how a giant moves very yeah. slow and how a small little, you know, uh, uh, smaller things move faster. Right. It's, it's a hierarchy of, I think it's a business line. You mm. need the big players and you also need the small players. If not, business won't daddy. It's like yeah. bank the graph. You need bank the graph. 
Yeah. yeah. Without Bangladesh. Yeah. Well, but, well, but, but Bangladesh is different because Bangladesh is governed by the, the government. Mm-hmm. I mean, like not centralized. La. Like, for instance, you will see Facebook as the centralized social media. So, if, if you want that, if, if let's say if you were to argue that way, right, I would think that a government needs to to be over uh, to to be the overarching organization that controls Facebook. Oh, it cannot okay. be fully privatized because if it's fully privatized, it will not. It will. It will not. Benefit it's only profit. The is it's only benefit. It's only uh, benefit is money. Yes, correct. Right. Uh, profit and growth. So that becomes a problem because some companies will go to extents of of foregoing. Uh, uh, foregoing ethics mm-hmm. in order to make money like yeah. banks financial institutions all fall under the same category they are they are all guilty for doing these kind of things like profit over the real cost yeah yeah profit over cost <sighs> so I, I do think that in a way uh, you do need some funds and um, some kind of um, some kind of uh, the whole the whole thing you need you must come together in order to to battle um battle security problems and election fraud and all these kind of things mm. but i do think that if you have enough you have more players doing it you can compete with each other and be able to come up with a better solution mm. not all solutions are expensive lah. that's okay. how i that's how i see it so if you're zuckerberg do you disagree or you well if i'm zuckerberg i will disagree and i will want to keep facebook to myself because <laughs> it's, it's i my money it, it's, it's in my interest right correct but correct. if i have a shred of um if i have a shred of humanity in me and i believe that if I understand how the market works, how businesses works, and how it is supposed to be for the for the betterment of consumers and not myself, mm-hmm. I would agree to have it broken up. Mm-hmm. Because okay. to me, that is the only way to do it. Yeah. The only way to move forward. So you cannot hold on to the whole thing and then say that I take responsibility of doing it and I can do it at my own pace. Yeah, when you're monopolizing it, right? Yeah, when you're monopolizing the whole thing. <laughs> All right, next up. up, Facebook unblocks some blockchain ads. That's a thunder. Yeah, that's a thunder. <laughs> a year after blocking all blockchain-related ads on their platforms, Facebook has started loosening the grip. Blockchain ads revolving education on events, industry news, or technology will now be allowed with the need for pre-approval. Oh, okay. Yeah, but you cannot, you still cannot sell and market uh, things that are outside of these few categories, mm. education, industry, or technology news. Correct. Uh, what's the initial, I, uh, I mean, the initial purpose of blocking the blockchain? Because it became too, uh, first of all, it, it, it became very cowboy in a sense that there is no regulation. Mm. When it comes to, uh, when it comes to money, or financial institutions or anything that revolves around credits or money or currency, right? It needs to be governed by the central bank of that company, uh, that, that country, okay, right? Okay. So what happens is that because blockchain is was such a gray area and they cannot be governed because nobody fully understood that blockchain did not follow a law because there was no law for blockchain. Yeah, it's decentralized. Yeah, it's completely decentralized. So the fact of decentralization is that nobody can govern it. So any so the it's good when it was good in a sense that when 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 Bitcoin was there when Ethereum was there it's good when it was good, but the problem is then came then sprouted a huge bunch of hundreds and hundreds of all these small blockchain companies. Other coins. Yeah, blockchain coins that God knows what it is, what it's supposed to do, 
what is supposed to uh, sell, whether or not it's a real registered coin, whether it holds any value or not. Mm. To be fair, even Bitcoin does not hold any intrinsic value. It you cannot you cannot use it to feed a hungry person. <laughs> it only holds like tradable, like like what's that called? Like it's collection like that. Yeah, right? it's it, it's the value doesn't exist. It's just people playing with it. Yeah, and hoping exactly. that one day it can be converted into actual cash or converted into actual things that you can use. Right, a currency it's just a medium for exchange. Yeah, if you cannot exchange anything with a currency, the currency is not valid. Correct. So the problem with this is when this whole thing was going crazy, Bitcoin was too expensive, everybody is trading madly and everything. Facebook just says, okay, we have no idea how this works. We don't want to scare our people. We don't want to get them all con. Mm -hmm. We're just going to block all blockchain apps. Uh, so because it, across it, the board. it violates the rule of what is it called gambling, is it? Yes, it, it can also violate the rule of gambling. Because it's so great, right? As long as money is involved, you can do so much stuff with Correct. it. You can play with it, you can you can play games and you can trade trade coins. So um, Facebook was like, you know what? We don't want to associate, to, with, this to associate with this one. It's too scary. We will completely, completely ban it until someone comes in, lays out a bunch of laws for us. Mm -hmm. And then we say, okay, now this, this, this can. Those, those, those cannot. Mm. So now they have reached a point where the the law has already been set. I mean, some part of it has already been set. Some regulations have been set, mm -hmm. and they say, okay, fine. As long as it is on education and events, whether it's and it's industry news or technology news, which is fair, mm -hmm. right? Because it's just it's news, just knowledge. It's just news and knowledge. Those are okay, mm -hmm. but it still needs to be pre-approved. Yeah, agree. Yeah, which is which is fair because uh, then. That's uh that's good because we are not talking about trading or selling or you know buy and sell or download an app for you to play with all yeah, this. Yeah, we're, we're just talking the existence of blockchain. Yeah, we just we're just talking about the existence of it, educating people about it. That's correct, fine. Alright, next up, LinkedIn transforming into recruitment powerhouse. LinkedIn has been playing an aggressive catching up game since being acquired by Microsoft three years ago. Today, it has amassed over twenty million job listing and have around six hundred million users apply for jobs 25 million times per week. Really? 25 million times per week, imagine that. Really? Yeah, it's crazy, right? Wow. <laughs> nah, well, this employee moves around. Yeah. That explains the got, retention rate of employees. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So next up, uh, next up, like, the next line is B2B marketers who left LinkedIn years ago due to its inactivity can seriously consider coming back to it. YouTube testing feature. Ooh, oh, hold on, wait. This is the next one which I did not uh, highlight the last round. Sorry, let me back it. B2B marketers who left LinkedIn years ago due to its inactivity can seriously consider coming back to it. So yeah, we remember that a few years ago we we were we were quite heavily invested on LinkedIn, mm -hmm. and we realized that LinkedIn was just all about people who wants to sell things to us and nobody wants to buy anything. Yeah. Uh, and it was only a small group of people centralized in some parts of the world that we are not a part of. Mm -hmm. which was a bit of a problem and um, then we left LinkedIn and recently LinkedIn has been doing a lot of good stuff they've been doing a lot of catching up they bring in like live videos they have new functions that that can help share content better mm -hmm. they even have a blogging uh, like a platform medium like, like a medium kind of platform like a blogging platform where people can 
can write stuff and post yeah, it out. It's more businessy than it's, social yeah, media ish. It's businessy, but it's also very professional, mm. and it has all the functions that other social media platforms have. Mm. Because LinkedIn used to be very restrictive, like, like to a point where when you upload a photo, right, it mm. must be of a certain dimension and a certain size. So that used to be the old. Uh, the old forum style kind of way. Now every social media is like upload whatever you want, we will resize it for you. Yeah, correct. correct. Right. So now they are they are moving forward. They even have they even focus on on videos and even live videos as well, mm-hmm. which is very good. And since then, I think it's a good it's a very good uh good thing that we are seeing a lot of um recruitment happening in LinkedIn. Which think which which after reading this article, right? I think. We should actually get into it and uh, yeah, respond our LinkedIn. Get our graphic account designer well. there. Yeah, <laughs> get our graphic designer from there. Yeah, I mean, 25 million times. Yeah, and, and, and this is actually also because, especially because um, last, last one or two months ago, mm-hmm. I realized that posting a job on Facebook, a mm-hmm. paid advertisement on Facebook, cost at least 40 ringgit per day. Wow. Okay. As opposed to posting any other Facebook ad, which can go as low as three okay. ringgit three per day, day, one ringgit, sometimes zero no, three, one three ringgit. Three ringgit per day is, is the minimum you need to commit. Oh, okay. So, I think Facebook is um really really putting a lot of effort uh. effort in uh, pushing advertisement. But I think this forty ringgit per day. Um, barrier is problematic because first thing, first of all is you ask yourself the question, right? How many people actually go to Facebook and look for a job? Correct. I mean, as compared to LinkedIn. Yeah, it's like, it's like the the platform itself, nature is to socialize. Yeah, it's to get away from work. (laughs) It's to get away from work, not to get into work. Correct. So So I think LinkedIn is a better platform when you talk about recruitment. Mm, Correct. Yep. So I think we should we should try this out as well. It's very yeah. interesting. But LinkedIn is more expensive, or It is more expensive, but even if I post organically on LinkedIn without advertising, right? Mm-hmm. I think I can get more people to see it, uh, more interested people to see it. You get as more compared to advertising quality leads, lah. Quality leads, yeah, because they are already there professionally, one. Correct. Correct. Right. Correct. Next up, YouTube testing feature that automatically generate six second ads from long videos. This is a good one. <laughs> By using machine learning, YouTube says they will be able to cut long videos in the right spots into attractive six-second clips for ads. This means we will not need to do it by ourselves anymore. <laughs> the company agrees that it's still a hit and miss right now, but will get better the more the AI works. Mm. So I saw a few demos of this one that, that YouTube posted. Mm. Um, there was one from Grubhub. Uh, they actually there was there is a thirteen second video, mm-hmm. and then YouTube automatically cut the first half first half of it, and then use the second half, which is the more interesting half, um, and put it as a six second clip. I see. But okay. I don't know if they are able to take a longer form video, like let's say a fifteen second minutes. video, uh, fifteen second to thirty second video, let's say, and cut different different bits and put them in together. I don't know if they're able to do that. Quite technical la, because yeah. this is this is about design and you know production yeah. and outlook. Yeah. So mm. if imagine imagine let's say for example, imagine if the machine learning is able to identify frames and cut the frames or compositions, like good compositions. Yeah. Wow. And then not too much of the same thing. And then 
find a frame that has the the logo, put the mm-hmm. logo at the end. That that kind of stuff, you know, like like they can. I think it will be. It will quite save a lot of revolutionary. Post- yeah, it will save a lot of post production work. Yes, a lot of people will become professional videographers. Yeah, <laughs> because the AI helps them. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, well, it it just it, it, not exactly the videographer part, but in the queue, in the in the the editing part. Only ah, the yes, editing yes, yes, part. Correct. Because the video still needs to be shot. Mm-hmm. Correct. Still yes, needs to be yes. created. It's Sorry. the editing post-production side. Post-production side, yeah. 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 And then everyone is a professional videographer. <laughs> it's like Instagram. Like, everyone takes good photos nowadays. Yeah. <laughs> right. next up. Instagram separates new and old likes. What? Shows unfollow stats. Why? <laughs> <laughs> so I can see who unfollow me. Yeah. No, well, h- how many people unfollow you? This is for business. Oh, okay. Yeah. Inshallah. <laughs> the company has been seeing testing small features where they separate new set of lights from the ones you've seen before. This lets businesses more easily track the latest activities at a glance. It has also included, in some better account, the ability to track numbers of accounts that has unfollowed you. This will serve as a crucial business analytics both internally and collaborators. Why they, okay, question, why do they want to separate new and old lights? And what is the time, what is the term of for new likes and what is the term of for old likes? I suspect it will look like this. You know how Instagram now has this thing where uh, you have now caught up with posts. Mm-hmm. Like when you go on a post, mm-hmm. those that you have seen before, they will draw a line. Because oh, if like, you keep scrolling, uh-huh. let's say you go into Instagram, you keep scrolling, all the new posts, new posts. And then once it gets to the post that you have seen before, uh-huh. it will draw a line that says you're now all caught up. Oh, okay. So I think it's trying to do that so that when a business goes in and see how many likes they get on a post, right? Mm-hmm. They will get to know the last time they went and see it versus them doing it now. Are they over counting? Are they double oh, counting okay. the number of likes? But isn't the updated updated notification is the new likes? They will overlap. Oh, really? Yeah, they will overlap. I think this will be a bit more of a problem if you have like, hundreds of people liking your post on a daily basis. Yeah, then correct. it becomes very complicating because you don't know which is which. Mm, correct, correct, correct. Yeah. And there are also some people who like your old post, which, you know, uh, you don't know. There is that, that whole how many hours ago, two hours ago, one oh, day ago. Oh, like, like, like it was, this post was one year ago and someone suddenly disliked the post. Yeah. But the like happened like one hour ago. I see. 20 okay. seconds ago. But I think this one... I, I suspect that what it'll do is it will like tell you you're you're all caught up. So this is this is the below the line is where you check the last time mm-hmm. and above the line is the new set of likes. Mm. Okay, okay. I suspect it. it's like that. Yeah. Okay, but the unfollow stats is good, like it's it's yeah. shows the unfollow whether... stats is good. Yeah. The, the 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 demo shows that it it appears in a graph along with the follows and likes and everything. So then you get to see how many people unfollow and when they unfollow. So you get to kind of know like because of what post they unfollow yeah, you. Yeah, did, you, did your post piss them off? Yeah, yeah, did it piss them off like what it did with one of our posts? <laughs> like Facebook page like that lah. Yeah, yeah. Alright. Alright, so that's all for uh, Social Media Weekly episode 15th May 2019. Mm-hmm. Social Media Weekly podcast is available on Anchor FM, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify and more. Our full videos are available on YouTube and we post bits and clips on Instagram and Facebook. This is Social Media Weekly, episode 15, May 2019. My name is Sean. And I'm JK. Au revoir. Sayonara.